0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fabulous Women Over 40, where we curate conscious conversations with women and men who are impacting the world. I'm your host, Kara Allen, celebrity stylist and personal brand image consultant. And today, my guest is an entrepreneur, a veteran, a former beauty queen, and humanitarian. Please welcome the fabulous Raquel Riley Thomas. How are you today?
1: Hi, Hi. how are you? I love that intro.
0: Oh, well, thanks. You know, it's all you.
1: <laughs> I was like, what is that lady? Who is she talking about?
0: <laughs> I know, right? It's like, hmm, that sounds familiar, but I don't know.
1: Okay, <laughs> right, right. You work so hard sometimes, you know, you forget what you've done because you're just steady moving and, and not even realizing that those so type true. of things can happen to you. Uh, in that positive it is. Moment. Yes. Yeah, so that's thank so you. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. Well, thank
0: you for being here. It's, uh, you know, it took us a while to get everything together, but in yeah. your move and you got a lot, we all had a lot going on. So it's good. I'm happy that we were finally able to connect.
1: Yes. Yes. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay.
0: My... Here we go. <laughs> here we go. So I, I want to dive into your, your military career. So okay. how did you make the decision to go
1: into the military and how old were you when you first went in? Sure. I actually was 17 when I went into the military. I was um, at, after I graduated from high school, I went directly into the military a few months later. My grandmother, my mother, my aunt, all three of them went into the mil- Had had spent some time in the military, believe it or not. And so I wow. felt it was. Yes, I felt it was the right thing to do to continue that tradition before I went out and and you know of course did what I actually wanted to do was to be an entrepreneur down the line I already knew that um mm-hmm. so it was important to me to serve my country first through mm-hmm. that aspect and then I went on ahead and of course once I got out I got out in 2002 and I went on ahead and, and start and began my entrepreneurial career
0: Nice. Uh, well, thank you for your service. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Of course. Um, so, and what branch were you in, and how long were you in? You uh, you said you went in at
1: 17, but how old were you when you got out? So, ooh, I don't remember how old I was when I got out. Calculate I, I that somewhere. Somebody, somebody, add up out there in the in the hero world. <laughs> What's twenty? Right. So, the key here, though, is that. Three of the years was spent in ROTC. However, I was under contract because I had already been enlisted. So when I first came into the military, I was what you call a 46Q, a photojournalist for the military. And then nice. I thank you. And then I uh, went to Korea and it was a very funny story. I actually went to Korea <laughs> and um, every day I had to walk to our, our motor pool. And there was this really... Uh, Nice-looking guy who was an officer who was uh, at the medical center that I had to walk by, and so every time I saw him, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's you know he looks you know really good, he's very handsome." But I knew that you couldn't cross that line between enlisted and officer, as most uh, most of those who are listening in who are military, they may know this. So um, I was walking by one day, and he stopped me, and I was like, "Ooh, is he going to ask me out?" And he said to me. Have you ever thought about going ROTC? And I was like, "Are you serious? Is this what you're asking me?" And so, we, so we got. So I said, "No, sir. I, I have not thought about going ROTC." And he started giving me the the pitch of being ROTC, which is Reserve Officer Training Corps, and that's basically when enlisted soldiers transfer over into becoming an officer, but they have to go through some training first in order for them to do it. Mm, okay. uh, and so you get a full ride to your whatever school that you uh, desire and takes, of course, um, and it also has an ROTC course. And so we got into that conversation. And, and, and believe it or not, my mind actually did switch over from, oh, he's cute to, oh, okay, now he's a resource. He became mm-hmm. a mentor, believe it or not. And, and I ended up getting a full scholarship to Hampton University to, um, thank you, to Hampton University. (laughs) I was able to finish schooling in three years because I had, the first year was pretty much, um, was already done. So I finished school in three years and then I went right back into the military. Um, I wanted to go into public affairs. However, they needed more African-American women to go into ordinance. So they pulled a lot of us who graduated at the top of our class. They pulled us and, and sent us to ordinance I'm not really upset about it because i ended up meeting my husband down the line so it was a blessing guys yes Yes.
0: god always has a plan
1: (laughs) right but at the time it was very hard for me to explain to guys that i was an ordinance officer and they didn't i didn't know if i could actually get too many dates just because of the fact that you're telling (laughs) people that you blow up stuff for a living so i I was more on the maintenance side though so i didn't really have to do that part but still when you say ordinance people kind of you know guys kind of freaked out about that so it it was quite funny Their eyes are kind of like, oh, okay. (laughs) I became an ordnance officer, so I went. um, So I got out the. I I finished Hampton in '98, and then I was an officer from 1998 to 2002. So for four years, um, and I I grew from, of course, being a second lieutenant to a captain. When when I got out, I was uh, honorably discharged, and. There you have it. That was nice. She's an officer and a gentlewoman. <laughs> exactly. That is the reason why the name of the company is that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So then going transitioning from the military to pageantry. now how, where did
1: that come from? <laughs> That's okay. such a stark contrast. Right. I actually when I got out the military, I started my own photography business. And I was shooting a lot of actors and I and what a lot of people don't know, a little see a little little side bit here, is that I actually for nine years I shot swimsuit centerfolds for Jet magazine. I was the only female photographer to shoot. Swimsuit centerfolds. So if everybody goes back to their old Jet Beauties, <laughs> Jet Beauty or the Jet magazines, and look at uh, the centerfolds, you may see my name because there was like three or four of us photographers who were sending our stuff in. And then I also became a model with Elite and Ford at the same time, which is which was, at that time was very unheard of because mm-hmm. usually you're on one side of the camera, and yeah. I just happened to get blessed to be um, to be selected as a model because of my height and i was a commercial model for seven years so but so between so between 2002 and 2009 i was i was you know back and forth between photography and modeling and so i stopped most of that uh once my daughter uh, maria was born she was born in 2006 and i kind of you know started to trickle out of doing that because it was just a lot you know handling a three year i mean handing a, a baby she had about three years old and Around that time, she had all these little videotapes. Um, those are the things <laughs> she used to put inside of the VCR or, or, or DVDs. Excuse me, you put in. This, I know some of this new generation may not know what that is, but DVDs. And she would put it in, and she would watch her watch her. Um, she would watch all of her princess Disney princess movies. And then one day, she made a comment to me and said, "How come there aren't any of these princesses that look like me?" And for a three year old. To ask me that question in her three-year-old mannerism, I was completely shocked and didn't know how to answer the question. And I kind of threw it at her like, oh, you know how we moms are. Oh, you're just as beautiful. And you know, <laughs> they just didn't have any, you know, they didn't have anyone to make a girl um, our color at the time. Now, around that time, if I'm not mistaken, I think Princess Tiana had, had come out, but mm. someone my, my daughter's color, she was just asking that question about so it stuck with me though it, and, and it broke my heart that i couldn't answer her question the way i needed to answer it and so about a few months later miss universe comes on television it was either miss universe or miss america i can't remember which one it was but they came on television and i said that's what i'm going to do i'm going to get in a pageant and i'm going to show my daughters that because at the time this is now 2009 and so my other daughter sophia was born i said i'm going to show my daughters that they can be a princess too. So I'm going to be their princess. I'm going to be that queen for them. And I said, I'm going to win this pageant. I just already had it in my head. I was going to win. So I got into the Mrs. Pageant. They have a Mrs. Maryland America because I was living in Maryland at the time. I became Mrs. Prince George's County. And then I went on to win Mrs. Maryland America. When I won, I had to go to the national level. And the national level is Mrs. America. Mm -hmm. I... Won the first runner-up slot. I was the first African American in their 40-plus year history to ever break that ceiling of getting to first runner-up. No one else had ever done it before me. So a few wow. years later, after that, they did um, actually select a woman, a black woman, as the um, as Mrs. America. And I remember her coming back to me, and she said, "Because you broke that ceiling, I was able to get through." And for me, that was all I needed. That was all yeah. I needed here. That let me know that, okay, no, I didn't win the top, but I did a lot, you know, using that first runner up. I, I went out and, you know, continued to motivate women as much as I could. And it was just a, it was a phenomenal experience because I really did like pageantry. I loved what it stood for. And it, it taught you how to speak about yourself and it taught you etiquette and poise and grace and how to speak on you know, on stage and be able to answer questions immediately without having paper in your hand. So there's a lot of good in pageants. Sometimes Mm -hmm. the negative is seen in the media and I get it, but pageantry is great. And it's really great for young girls, too, because if they do it the right way, it's very good for young girls, too, because it teaches them, again, that that etiquette piece that sometimes is missing when they are growing up.
0: (laughs) So what tips would you give any young women out there or moms that are maybe want, thinking about putting their daughters into them like what's the, the do's and don'ts what do you look out for you know as far as any pitfalls or
1: what's the best way to do it start at the state yes. level and all that. Mm-hmm. sure so after i after i became a pageant winner i loved it so much that i bought the franchise for dc for mrs dc Mrs. Delaware, Mrs. Pennsylvania. So what a lot of people don't realize is that it's even though it's under one conglomerate, there are each state has its own owner uh, and its own directors. So I own DC, Pennsylvania, and Delaware at some time, um, not the full time for Delaware and Pennsylvania, but the whole time for 10 years, I own DC. And one of the things that I, I was explaining to the ladies who were thinking about getting into the pageant was, you know, this is for you. This is not to compete against the woman to your left and to your right. You are your own competitor in this. So if you're going in this to win the crown, by all means, we all wanna be a winner. We all want the crown. However, your goal is to get something uh, done that you might not have had before. Like for me, I would never talk about my story, like how I'm sitting here talking to you now. You could never get me to talk about myself Before I got into a pageant, I would never talk about my my personal life, never. And so now it has given me the opportunity to understand that my story could perhaps help another woman who is in, you know, who is in, um, you know, whichever type of situation that she's in. And and maybe I could be a beacon of hope for her. So I tell women. Mm Remember, when you get in, you're you're going to be a beacon of hope for somebody out there. You may not know who she is, but you will be a beacon of of hope, and you could be a voice for those who you know who don't have a voice. So that's the that's the, I think for the most part that is the that that energy that I want to you know want to give off to them and let them know that this is a positive experience. I tried as much as possible to keep our experiences and our pageants positive. I couldn't I cannot speak for other directors. I can't speak for other pageant systems, but my goal was to give them a uplifting uh, time and let them have a good time. And I told them, I said, you know, this is mandatory fun. So that means you have to go get your hair done. You have to go get your nails done. You got to go get, you know, you got to go get new dresses. Like you make it mandatory fun for yourself. Right. So it's definitely a a great mental for a lot of the women. I love that. Yeah, that's (laughs) mandatory fun. Mandatory fun.
0: Yes. (laughs) And because I think a lot of women feel like if they're not great at that, then it's, oh, my God, I got to do this. I got to no, know you get to do this to be your beautiful right. feminine self. right.
1: Right. So <laughs> yeah. Just they're like, you know what? I I want to be in a pageant, but I know that I probably don't don't have the qualifications to be the winner. I said every woman who gets in here as a qualification, you're a woman period. <laughs> I say, but, but some women want to focus more on losing weight. Some women want to focus on their speaking ability. Some women mm-hmm. want to focus on how to do makeup, how to, you know, how to dress well, you know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, you being a stylist, you understand that, you know, there's a lot of women who just didn't know it and not because they um, were lazy about it. They just didn't know how to do mm-hmm. these things. So they get in pageantry and it's all there. It's literally like a, a crash course on etiquette how to style yourself, how to do your makeup, how to do your hair, how to, you know, the, and go to the, you know, subject matter experts who know how to take care of your face, go to subject matter experts who know how to take care of your hair. So, I mean, it, it just is a great opportunity for women who want to take care of themselves. And when you look good, you feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. Hello.
0: (laughs) Say that again for the people in the back.
1: (laughs) Hey, when you look good, you feel good. Yes. And that helps, again, with that, <laughs> that mental health, that mental health. A lot of that has to do with that mental health. It's very For important sure. that you uh, that you feel yeah. good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know you know who um, Patty Stanger is, the millionaire matchmaker. Um, yeah, she talks about how like not it's not just the act of you know or the end result of putting on makeup but actually the act of putting it on releases those um good feeling hormones when you're putting them on so it's like (laughs) there
1: was definitely gives you meaning to that (laughs) yes yes um there was a we did some research we found out that they had that harvard did a research on makeup and found out that Women, the women they did, I think they did a, I think it was about a hundred, I think it was a hundred women that they did a survey with and half of them mm-hmm. had makeup on and half of them didn't. And then like down the line, they realized um, that makeup really actually does make women feel better because the women who, were worn, who wore the makeup were like, I feel better about myself. And I, I don't think it's necessarily because they felt like they, you know, that they didn't look good as they were. It was just, this is fun. Makeup should be fun. And if you do have some challenges on your face, you yes. can cover it up a little bit, but it, and you know, things that you may be insecure about, but makeup is fun. And when you have fun, again, you are releasing, like you said, you were releasing those, that that energy that, um, that will exude out to the, to the universe. And, and then so many people will be like, wow, you just look amazing. And all you did was put on some lipstick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah for sure it's it's when i used to work for mac it was like that you know people would just get so hung up on it and i'm like yes. it's just makeup you can right. wipe it
1: off if you don't like it it's not plastic right.
0: surgery <laughs> so right. just relax
1: but, it, but it's <laughs> fun happy. right it's fun and and it, i mean at the end of the day you know why not that's how i always say it not what if why or, not why not <laughs> exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. So now, how did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And then what was your first was the pageant your first dive into entrepreneurship or did you have another business? Like, wh- right. how did you get into it?
1: I actually was an entrepreneur when I first got out of the military because I owned my own photography business, Photography by Raquel. And then right. I knew I wanted to be mm-hmm. an entrepreneur a long time ago because my grandmother uh, was one to it um, at some point. And I come from a musical background, so again, those a lot of them are entrepreneurs. My great grandmother was a opera singer. My grandmother was a violin virtuoso, my and she played, you know, a significant amount of other instruments. She actually was the teacher. She was the music teacher of Tito Jackson. A lot of people don't know that. Um, back in Gary, Indiana, my grandmother Shirley Cartman was the was the um, music teacher for. Tito Jackson. So Tito, if you're listening to this, my, I know, you know, my grandmother (laughs) or Janet, you know, my grandmother and they used to come over my grandmother's house and practice um, back in Gary. Mm -hmm. Indiana. Yes. Before they, um, before they blew up. So that piece, that musical piece is, I I always call it the three M's, the music, the, um, the military and the makeup. That's what I always call it Mm. for our our three M's and our family. And so, um, because my grandmother was um, a violin virtuoso, she would go around to different schools and she was a music teacher and she also wrote her own book. So she, you know, she was into doing her own thing as well. Um, my mother was an entrepreneur and it just made sense for me. Um, mm-hmm. I like being my own boss. I, I really don't like to have someone tell me what to do. I'd rather for me to tell myself what to do because if something gets screwed up, then I know it's me. You know, it's 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 my responsibility versus so you know working for someone else so i like being an entrepreneur i really do it's tough right i'm not going to say it's easy it's very tough however the the fact that i don't have to answer to anybody oh that is (laughs) that's the biggest gift of it all (laughs) it's the biggest gift.
0: (laughs) so tell us about this amazing beauty makeup line you have that you developed with your daughters right
1: yes so so in my company uh, an officer and gentlewoman LLC we have four divisions in our company one Mm -hmm. is for talent management one is for brand management one is for public relations which we do a lot of and of course the other piece is production because we had to produce pageants over the past 10 years um Mm -hmm. and so when I came up with Raquel Riley Thomas Beauty, I wanted my company to, of course, take over, you know, taking care of the brand piece. So I have a team of people who are working on the brand itself. And my daughter and I, uh, my the one who actually was three and was asking me about the pageant piece, she owns mm-hmm. her own cosmetic brand. And we both started these particular brands in 2020. So we both sat down and said, you know, had we waited a little longer, perhaps maybe we should have just did it together. She was focused more on teens Mm -hmm. and I was focused more on adults. So mine was more, you know, sexy and, you know, that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. where she's more like team, you know, pop art and, you know, those fun, you know, light colors and so forth, light pinks and everything. And I was more, more, mine was more a little bit dramatic. So I was like, you know, we have two different demographics. But what happened was, as we were, once we started, people were buying like her lipstick and my eyeshadow and they would mix them or they would take my lipstick and her gloss and they would mix it. So they started mixing the brands. And I said, we gotta do a collab. And she was like, you know what, let's do it. And so we sat down for three months and worked out a collab and worked with our manufacturers to design the product, to design, you know, what it was gonna look like, the colors we selected and so forth. So it was really a just a wonderful time that I had to spend with her And 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 also understanding that she really is a fierce entrepreneur herself, because there were times she was like, I really don't like this particular thing. Let's I think we should do this. And I actually had to agree with her when I I would step back and look at it like the next day. I would say, you know what, this does look better, you know, based off of what you said. So I I actually gained more respect for my 16 year old, which is I know most people like, what are you serious? But I actually gained more respect for her (laughs) and being her own voice. And being able to say my, and she wasn't disrespectful at all. She was just like, I think this looks better than this. And she's mm-hmm. in the the Z generation. So of course her, her thought process is going to be different from mine. They're more futuristic. I have a little bit more of a conservative look. And so putting it together just was an absolute blessing in disguise. And we did a, and we were like, we were trying to figure out what the name would be. And we said, you know what? Well, your middle name is Raquel and my name is Raquel. So let's make it R squared. And that's how R squared collection came out
0: that's so cool
1: really cool Mm -hmm.
0: and so and where can people find them on is it on your website on 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 amazon
1: right yes so uh so amazon so the r square collection is not on amazon right now only because it's um, a limited edition so my limited editions are stay on our website um because a lot of times i have customers who want to actually talk about you know, the, the lipsticks and what colors work for them and so forth. And we just want to make it more personal. Whereas at Amazon, is kind of mm. like, you know, here's the makeup, here you go. So we have our virtuoso. And I, Again, I named that after my, my grandmother, her being a virtuoso violinist. The virtuoso collection is a collection that is, um, it's more of the, for the woman who has to just continue to do what she has to do during the day and doesn't have a lot of time to reapply. Think of your, my doctor's as my customers, my attorneys, CEOs, mm-hmm. women who don't have a lot of time to reapply and they just want a little glam and not too much. So the 41 piece right. set, the super kit is on Amazon. So, and it's selling uh, pretty well. So I'm really happy about that. And then the mm-hmm. R square collection is on our website at RaquelRileyThomas.com. And Maria has it on hers too as well, which is MariaRaquelThomas.com. Right. Mm-hmm. I
0: love that, like, man, what a cool thing to have a business with your mom and for your mom to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. That's really. Yes.
1: Cool. Yes. I'm sure she, she loves it. However, she is. Her plan is to be an astronautical engineer. Uh, she builds roller coasters and robots. So I will take it. I was like, well, we need this money. <laughs> to put in for some books. So you just keep making that money off of your, <laughs> off of your brand because this is going to cost us a lot of money. Wow, <laughs> roller coasters. How cool. Yeah, she built a, roller, yeah, a, she built a roller coaster at 14. She was 14 years old during the pandemic. She built a working roller coaster in our backyard when we were living in Maryland. Yes, ma'am.
0: The heck?
1: I have the <laughs> to prove it. I, have the picture, I had to take photos because no one would believe me. I was like, I got the pictures oh my to prove God. it. Right.
0: I feel lazy right now. I, I just want you to know I feel lazy.
1: I was in shock. I was looking at my husband like, "Are you really going to allow her to do this?" He's like, "Yeah, no, no big deal. You know how men are. It's, it's okay." I was like, yeah. "She's got the drill." And okay, P- PVC pipe. I was, whew, I was, I was sweating bullets during that time, but she did it. She did it. We <laughs> did it. She did it and that is so cool. She put cat in the box to make sure that it get rolled. And you know, to you know, she didn't put actual heat put the cat in the box. So, so the cat was like, Really? I'm gonna be your guinea pig <laughs> I'm gonna be your guinea cat. Okay.
0: So the cat's traumatized, like, what's happening? Not the test but the test
1: cat. So the cat was funny, he would so but they oh it worked, it worked, it worked. So I was very proud of her. And then she does, she builds robots. So she, so we have mechanoids all upstairs, um, these mechanoid mm. robots. And the first one she got was about 12 years old. I mean, when she was about 12 and she literally did this, she made this robot within two days. She wouldn't come out that room for like two days almost, except to go to the restroom and to eat. And she stayed in there and built that whole robot in two days and came out like, okay. And it was like 25,000, I'm sorry, 2,500 pieces. Girl right is she like documenting all of
0: this i have it all
1: i have it all yes we have it we have all of it to show and just in case someone's like ah we don't believe that yeah well we do because we got the we got the documentation to prove it that is wild how cool (laughs) i love it the 13 year old is my 13 year old is a teen chef she owns sophia j thomas she owns um savory um i'm sorry um, sj savory kitchen and that's where she blogs and talks about you know the different types of gourmet meals to make for so that kids can make um with their parents and she decided to start this during the pandemic because she made a comment to me she was like mommy kids don't know how to cook while the parents are are, you know are having to work at home Mm. because you know you're not going to school getting your meals so she started to document all of her um all of her gourmet meals and she started to post them and so forth. And she uh, has got a nice little following now. And then she, then we put out a product line for her. So she has a four piece apron set that is, um, that is on her website too, as well. So we're all entrepreneurs here and she's, she plans to be a master chef and she's gonna go study in Paris. I love that. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's so cool what happens when you nurture yes ma'am yes ma'am
1: we try all i can do is try and i don't push them at all i ask and then what they need i just try to make sure that i'm there to provide but uh, one thing that i learned very very much so in the beginning of this process was let them do what they want to do and you just Mm -hmm. simply be there and guide them and make sure they don't go off you know go off the side by accident or you know give them some tips and stuff but they they do their own thing
0: that's really awesome. I love that. We need more. Uh, you need to teach, teach a class on how to
1: <laughs> how to get them
0: help. Yeah, how to help your kids it be a idea. How to how
1: to get your kids to become entrepreneurs or how to how to start them up and in something that they enjoy. And they enjoy these things. Maria enjoys makeup. Sophia enjoys you know cooking. And you know I made a comment to um someone one day they were like oh she can come cook for me i said no 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 first of all there's a difference between a cook and a chef right um and she will get paid if she comes to your house and is your chef for the evening and the lady was like oh i was like yes and we have our her prices on the on the website so should you should you need them we can go on there <laughs> she was like oh, okay did you right. think it was free? No, right. it's not.
0: It's not right. her She's hobby here. hello
1: She's like, oh, I can't really cook, so you can come cook no, 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 no. We are not free. Okay. No, no Give free guidelines nine over here. That's what Viola <laughs> said. Pay me my worth. I love that comment <laughs> she made on her, her uh Instagram. Pay me my worth. And that's what I, I, I know, mean. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is going on here but yeah. yeah
0: that's really really cool i would definitely say definitely teach a class on that udemy or or even your own website do it because like wow. there's so many parents that want to know how to get the parent the kids started and they have no idea like what to do and what how to set it up and how to nurture those gifts and all those things and that, that's really awesome that they um you know, really wanted to do it and actually follow through. Because a lot of yes. people say they want to do stuff and then they're like, oh yeah, five years later. Still right, five years still in the same spot, right. <laughs> right, so yeah, that's really cool. So what legacy do you want to leave the world
1: and your children and all the people that you, in your community? Ooh, that's a tough question. What legacy do I want to leave? The fact that I tried to leave the world better than it was when I came in it. I want to make sure that I give my I want to be the I want to be the mother that I needed when I was I want to be the mother to my daughters that I needed when I was younger. I want to be the um, the advisor to them. I want to be the woman who they look up to and say, "Okay, well, my mother taught me these things about, again, you know, entrepreneurship, etiquette, poise, you know. To um, school, and you know, doing what they're dealing with at school on a day-to-day basis, and social media, and so forth. And there's always these, you know, these little pieces that um, make up just you being a mother, and how you have to, you know, take care of each and every piece. And I, I, when I leave this earth, I want my daughters to be able to look and say, you know what, my mother tried her hardest to make sure that um, that we were left in a good space, you know, to include, which also includes, you know, um, generational wealth and. Yeah also make sure that they have the tools that they need to continue to be successful in their own personal, professional, and community lives. Nice. Love that. So cool. Mm -hmm. So
0: what do you have uh, going on coming up that we can all support you on?
1: Well, it just so happens that on November 16th, we are launching a new collection called the um, called the Beauty Queen Collection. It is a 12-piece collection that is basically all rhinestones and gold. So all the lipsticks are encased in. Rhinestones it is just a bling out collection, and it was kind of like my love letter to pageantry. And It was really fun to shoot this particular project because we had three queens from three different systems, which is very hard to do. uh, For those of you who who know a little bit about pageantry, Um, it's kind of like you're on three different teams. So you've got three different teams coming together to shoot this. Um, It just so happens that we had a all black and brown cast to work on this um, particular creative project. The photographer was from. Um, it has a background and um, from Ghana. Um, and then we, one of the women was. Uh, she was African American and Puerto Rican. We had one that was. Um, um, we, I'm sorry, and then we also had the assistant was um, African American. The makeup artist, well, another makeup artist was African American. So it was. It was a whole team of black and brown creatives coming together to do this shoot. The shoots, the the photos are absolutely fantastic and beautiful. And I'm really proud of this Love because it. I was able to give them the opportunity to make history. Um, they have billboards that are coming up in Maryland and Atlanta, in Baltimore, Maryland and Atlanta on the 16th to the 19th of November. And then we're going to do mm-hmm. a QA. and a We have some you know, some other great things that are coming out on their behalf, but I wanted to make sure that they got the love that they deserve because these women have have had very tremendous uh, challenges in their life. And I always tell people don't judge someone on, you know, on the cover just because you see right. them looking beautiful and gorgeous does not mean that they don't, they haven't gone through it. And I call them warrior Queens. These three women, I call them warrior mm-hmm. Queens because they have gone through so much from homelessness to colorism. You'd be so surprised. About their backgrounds, and so to be able to photograph them was fantastic. And so, this particular twelve-piece set comes with um, eyeshadows, four different eye, four different uh, sets of eyeshadows, four um, lipsticks. We have two styles of uh, um, of eyelashes. We have a glue pen. We also have a. Um, we also have a twelve-piece set of brushes that is blinged out too. So that's really fantastic. I love that. you know, and the the rhinestones are a touch of bling on it too as well. So again, it is a fantastic look and feel it looks good in the bathrooms you know women love that aesthetic to have you know really nice right? stuff in the bathroom. so when you put this in your bathrooms um it looks fantastic i know now when i take out my um when i take out my lipstick and i go into a bathroom in a public bathroom woman are like where did you get that lipstick from and i'm telling mm-hmm. them about the collection and stuff so i think we're going to have a nice um a nice turnout in regards to the day that it drops hopefully um we sell out on the first day that'd be great um, so everyone who is out there, please, you know, please support our small business. We would love to uh, send you some beautiful, um, makeup that blings out. And it, it, it's really cool when you put your, when you put your, um, phone, when you turn on the camera, you turn on your camera and you turn mm-hmm. on your flashlight and you put, um, and you put it towards the bling. Oh, it just blings out so much. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's so cool. It's beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: So, can people
1: go to your website and like? Is yes. there a wait list? Yes, okay. you can go to the website. We will start um, putting out the wait list in the next. today's the seventh, I think. I think on our marketing strategies, I think we are doing it next beginning of next week. Um, okay. We may end up starting. We, we may end up putting it out a little earlier, only because we are. Be, we've been getting so much buzz about it, so I, I may end up dropping the just the launch dates uh, on Instagram you know, this week instead of next week as we already had it planned in our marketing strategies. So be on the lookout for that definitely at RaquelRileyThomas.com. And then if you go to our Instagram, which is RRT Beauty, it'll tell you everything that you need to know about the brand and and about this particular collection that's coming out. And we will keep everyone posted because we're getting a lot of phone calls and everyone's like, hey, I need this in my bathroom. I want this mascara. I need this, you know, (laughs) So it's a lot um, that they're, um, that people are asking for and they want it now. And I'm like, we have to wait till November 16th. Yeah. That's, that was the date that we said we're going to launch. My <laughs> VIPs are not trying to hear it, though. <laughs> My VIPs are like, I want mine now. <laughs> I was like, OK, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they get theirs. They get theirs a little earlier. Um, they do. Uh, those okay. are um, those are in our uh, what I call our diamond circle. And our diamond circle is, you know, those who have spent over um, a certain amount of money to uh, with our brand. And so they they have the opportunity to get that. They get um, that the early release.
0: Nice. I love that. Well, congrats on that. Congrats on that. I know it's going to go amazingly and can't wait to see it. Yes. (laughs) Um, So anything else we want to say before we let you go? Thanks so much. It's been such a great interview. I just love. Thank you all
1: day. <laughs> I, think, I just, I think the only thing I want to just say is, you know, thank you all for listening in and just, you know, keep motivated at whatever you are involved in, especially those who are entrepreneurs out there. You know, it is tough. Um, it was tough for us when we started this in 2020 because it was during the pandemic. We didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, and it was already set up to come out in June of 2020. So we, we already had it, you know, we already had a strategy already set up and it was just a little bit of a challenge, but we, we overcame that. And I will tell any entrepreneur out there to just hang in there. It will pay off. Your hard work will pay off and believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, who will? So right. I believe in myself. I believe in our brand. I stand behind it. And we will continue to build slowly but surely. We are a little train that's moving. <laughs> well, I love it. You're doing great. So I Thank can't wait you. to see.
0: I can't wait to see what happens next. <laughs> yes. Me too. I I to to next to you, somewhere <laughs> On a bull, bull, billboard, I'll drive you down the road. I'll be like, hey. <laughs>
1: yes. There you go. There you go. Yes. yes. I love it. Yes. Put it out there. Put it out there in the yes. universe. Yes. I <laughs> well, will have to
0: do this again. Yes. <laughs> We will have to do this again soon and uh, definitely good luck with the drop.
1: And I can't wait
0: to talk to you the next time. Thanks for being here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. Have a good day. Okay, you too.